Let's jump out to the Sprint special guest line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He is the former Ute and our good friend Christian Cox. What's going on, Christian? What's going on, Jake? Hey, man, just uh, breaking down uh, kind of a, I guess, disappointing week of football for some of the schools here locally. And uh, Gordon and I have been diagnosing uh, some of the, I guess, several things that went wrong in that Utah-USC game. What was the most concerning in your mind? Uh, you know, I, I don't think Utah's ever given up 270 yards to a receiver ever. And it was one of those games, didn't even realize it was happening. You know, big play after big play, but it was just to one guy in Pittman. Uh, Pittman. And, um, you know, for a, a press man defense and shuttling to zone later, it was interesting that they had no answer for it. And um, that was what was kind of concerning for me is, not only did you give away a game in reality, right? It was kind of a, a game that Utah blew uh, from a points perspective, but you just couldn't stop their best player. And Utah is notorious for eliminating, you know, certain people, and the whole defense just couldn't do it. And how about how about the third string quarterback just coming in and it kind of hurt him? Actually, Keaton Slovis probably wouldn't have played as well as that backup. Uh, he played amazing, so. Tough game, tough loss for the Utes, and I thought Kyle Whittingham summed it up perfectly uh, in his presser. So, Christian, what's your philosophy on changing up from that coverage, moving into more a zone situation? I mean, it seems like in the past the Utes have always prided themselves on uh, doing it that way. Uh, but when you see a situation where it's not working out, don't you have to adjust a little quicker? Yeah, and you saw them adjust to it more in the second half, right? That's where you saw them go into more zone coverage, but the damage was already done. I, uh, I, I, you know, you have to play the defense, you know, that, this 4-3, and obviously they're in a lot of nickel with a lot of aggression, but Morgan Scally needs to adjust a little sooner, I guess. I, you know, I'm not the one who's breaking down the game tape, and you know that those are their best receivers, but Pittman just – he looked great. He looked like a world beater, but you know, I don't, I don't ever, I don't think I've ever seen a receiver catch that many yards in a game. And but it also boils down to other things. I, I think not only did you know the defense struggle at times, but if you look at the second touchdown, was a third down missed sack that they caught a ball that was deep that puts them up fourteen to seven. So you look at not only were, did you give up a lot of yardage, right? I think it was 375 total or something like that, but it was basically all through the air. But it was these devastating chunk plays that were 60 and 50 and, uh, you know, yard gains. And that's really was the difference, right? You're talking 26 first downs versus 16. You're talking point. Uh, you're talking, you know, time of possession. Those are all great statistical categories, but – you know, when Utah needed a big play, they never had huge chunk plays. But Utah just struggled, right, from a blocked field goal to you're going to score a touchdown right before halftime to potentially take a lead. And you don't have Zach Moss in there, and you run, you know, a zone read, and you get punished, and you fumble the ball. Not only do you not get points, but, you know, those things add up. And especially when you're going to get the ball at halftime, you didn't come up with any points. Then you come back out, and this Utah didn't come up with the, 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 the big plays that they needed to. Added on with, you know, USC came up with the huge plays, like 
look back, you're down 20, 21 to 20. You're backed up in your own, you know, red zone to a degree, right? Your own six, you give up a safety and the next drive, you give up a 60 yard bomb and then a quick score from USC to go up by 10, right? So USC's athletes out athlete Utah's game plan that was, uh, you know, maybe a, I don't know. It would be a stubborn game plan. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't break down tape. Um, BYU didn't play against that same quarterback, and I. I think knocking out Keaton Slovis, a younger freshman who's inexperienced, I think he makes a few more mistakes. The kid is proven in that system who transferred to Illinois and asked to come back. He's one of those players that you know he knows the system. He knows how to play quarterback and. You could see it was on display, and, uh, you know, credit to USC. And I'll say this. This is the first time I've watched a football game, and I felt physical pain after that loss. I felt some real anger and disappointment because Utah has come so close on the road against SC, and it's just it's just a disappointment. They needed that game more than anything, and it's be interesting to see how they rebound against Washington State. Christian Cox is with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Christian, um, talk about the offensive line play a little bit. I thought it was absolutely dreadful, but in all fairness, Hans did watch some game tape over again. He said it wasn't as bad as, as he thought it was going to be. Gordon kind of had a similar impression as Hans did, but I, I thought it was a huge difference. I, or I felt terrible for Tyler Hundley. He ran for his life all night. Yeah, so I, I'm in the camp, Jake, with you, and I didn't go back and rewatch the tape. Just watching they, them getting pressure with four down linemen is pretty scary. And obviously Huntley hasn't played against a D-line that good, and them getting back Christian Rector playing DN was a big difference. But if you go back and watch it, you'll see all they were doing was games. So they do t- uh, DN tackle stunts, and that was confusing them enough. And then they'd bring maybe one linebacker off of the top and that safety number 15, he was all over the field, and they bring him off the edge too, and, you know, that was enough to disrupt and to, be, to fluster Huntley. And that exact thing happened when Huntley was sacked for a safety, was some type of game that freshman D-tackle got right in, the backfield, uh, right in the backfield quick, and he gave up a safety. You give up two points and the ball back, and you're down by three. And so it was interesting – there was times that these defense looked suspect, but there was times that, you know, they looked like they were the better athletes. And, you know, the offensive line, yes, there's, they've had some rotational guys and it's, you know, it's things they're trying to replace, but I haven't seen them give up that much pressure in a while. Or maybe we just are drinking Utah Kool Aid this year because they really haven't played any D lines or that physical, that athletic, and that aggressive. Because you look at BYU's D line more of a three-down line set, heavy guys and Kairos Tonga hanging over the middle. Northern Illinois, not the same type of athletes, and Iowa State not even close. So, uh, But I thought Huntley, for having as much pressure in his face, uh, I thought he did pretty well and uh, showed how much heart he had. But when you're trying to play hero ball late in the game, that's, just, that's not how Utah can win. And I thought, uh, you know, I thought Brumfield ran well, but you really miss Zach Moss, and Zach Moss is just a, a calming force at running back that Utah missed, uh, I felt like, in the third and fourth quarter, right? He was gone early, so. Uh, but they, they dealt with it okay. And for me, it's, it's more about um, 
how well does this team respond to it? I think Washington State's great, and I obviously I turned the game off when I was like 47 to 17 against UCLA, and then I woke up to my mind being blown Pac-12 after dark with, what was it, 66 to 63 or something like that, and UCLA came back and scored. and like basically seven of eight uh, possession scoring touchdowns. So it's just a funky, funky year, and uh, it's game one. I'm just happy that we're in the Pac-12 season because this is when we're going to see what this Utah team has been built really high, what they're really made of. And, uh, you know, I, I, I expect them to respond uh, well. And, you know, what a weirder opponent to play against. Washington State, historically, we've had some tough runs with. And what we saw last week against the Air Raid, yeah, you're not going to have that type of receiver in Pittman you're going against, but the same offense, but from the actual Yoda of the Air Raid. So, how does Utah respond, and how's Morgan Scali put together a better game plan? Yeah, so let me ask you about that. Do you expect them to come out completely re- rearranged, or do you think they will start out in their traditional defense and see how it goes and then make adjustments from there? I, I think you you look at the receivers, right, and, you know, where you're getting out athlete did impress man, right? So impress a guy who can shake, rush him off, and can outrun him step-to-step step and can just throw over the top. Washington State doesn't have the type of receivers, but um, it's it, it, you, you got to pick one or the other, and I, I think you'll see some mixes of some a lot of zone coverage and not giving the big play over the top. And if you remember, Utah lost in a big when they basically controlled the entire game against Gardner Minshew was that big 80-yard touchdown over the top on that right side. So, I, listen, I'm glad I'm not a decorder. I'm glad I'm not making big decisions. I'm glad I'm not paid a lot of money to make these hard choices like Morgan has to, but they're going to have to come up with a better game plan. And uh, you hope if they are going to play press that they can press on these not-as-athletic five-star recruit receivers out of SC, that they can actually shut it down. And I think coming and playing at home is going to be a big help. You know, I look at it this way. I think, yeah, like you said, Christian, USC has better athletes, certainly at the wide receiver position. But I would give the coaching edge to Mike Leach. He's kind of the master here. And Graham Harrell came out of his out of his uh, program. So uh, it'll be interesting to see whether the coaching and the scheming can out uh, outdo the athleticism against Utah's defense, and like you pointed out, Utah has struggled against this team in the past. And so, I don't know. I find for for, for the after the loss to USC, I don't know whether there could be a more intriguing game this next week than Washington State. Well, how about just painful, right? It's not like you get a, a cupcake or you're playing Arizona, who's at the bottom. The whole conference itself is just eating itself up. Arizona State wins on the road against Michigan and loses to Colorado at home, and now you have to play against Washington State, who there's just some painful losses. You remember Connor Holiday led them back and beat Utah at home. Lost last year in a painful way against Washington State, and you know Mike Leach has matched up extremely well, and the way the defense is set up, whether you're Oregon, Washington State, or TCU, this spread, you know, air raid type offense it stretches the, the philosophy of the 4-3 and your athletes in, in nickel, right? So 
it's tough. And going from being top ranked to now you're on one in Pac-12 play, and now you have to respond. And I don't know enough about these players. Kyle does. Uh, you know, obviously, um, Morgan knows enough about these players. You hope that they can respond and, and come up with some big plays. And that's where the defense didn't come up with enough big plays in that game on the road. And you hope the home crowd can show up and, you know, you come out with a 10-point win somehow or just muster out a victory against a good Washington State team. And you're going against Yoda. And if you want a really cool YouTube, go watch – Mike Leach uh, teaching a class. Uh, I think he did a class last year. He, he taught a class with one of the senators or something like that from Washington, and he explains in detail to the philosophy of his defense or his offense, the air raid. And uh, he goes into it for about three minutes. And it's, it's just speed and space and distance, width and depth on the field, right, in 30-yard increments. And, uh, man, it's scary. And... Uh, I'm not a coach and I'm in coaching because how about the stress one week to the next of coming out uh, on a tough loss to having a rebound against Washington State and then you still got an undefeated Cal team that's coming down the road and you still got to play Washington and I just really hope that this Utah team can rally and that's what's so fun about being in this conference is who is going to show up because Last year, I thought Utah was left for dead 0-2 to start the conference and ended up so really interesting. Christian, thank you very much, as always, for jumping on with us. We always appreciate the inside, man. Always. Thank you, Gordon. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Christian. Christian Cox, former Ute, uh, former Patriot, I believe I heard somewhere once. Uh, and he joins us each week here on the coffee. Big Show. He had a cup of coffee with the Patriots. Somebody yeah. said that. Might have been him. Might have been. Might have been. Uh, Tanner Mangum, uh, the former Cougar quarterback, will join us uh, right around the corner. Dennis Lindsay will be on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. We are live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy, 10905 South Automall Drive. want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save Diamond Airport parking. Uh, I, I'm with uh, you and Christian both. You're talking about how this is this Washington State team is a, is a tough team to bounce back with because of how unique they are. Witt, a couple times in his press conference today, compared them to preparing for Air Force because now completely opposite Air Force with the run, Washington State with the pass, but just how unique it is to prepare for something that's out of the ordinary. Assignments on football, true. Different types of assignments, I think, but yeah. Yeah, I would given the way they struggled against SC. Now are oh, they going to struggle again? I mean, I'm watching that offense against UCLA. It certainly wasn't the offense's fault that they lost. Well, their quarterback threw for nine touchdowns, <laughs> nine, over a thousand yards of total passing in that game. I think it broke the record for most combined points scored in a game. What do you think? Did uh, did something just click with Chip Kelly? Or is It'd Washington be, State's defense that bad? I can't tell. I was watching that game just scratching my head going, what is going on here? 
did UCLA finally start listening to Chip? Like, oh, okay, I understand now. Because they hadn't scored more than 14 points in a game before that game. <laughs> and then all of a sudden in the, second, in the half, second half, they're like, oh, I understand now, Chip. Let us go do that. Or was Washington State's defense just like, you know what? We're, we're just going to stop trying. <laughs> I think it might be a combination of the two. But – they were trailing by how many? 32 points? What was it? 47-19? Something like that, I want to say. Yeah, I don't know. I lost track. I, did watch the game. I felt like I was watching Purple Dragons and Pink uh, Elephants. And, I mean, it was that crazy. It was crazy. It was late on a Saturday night, uh, and I was... Uh, well, much like Pac-12 referees, apparently on peyote. <laughs> My, that Purple Dragon made a fine play out there. No, it was a pink elephant.